consistency in your branding is so so important because if we are showing up a certain way on our social media and our website looks like this perfect present, <laughs> you know, and our social media looks like totally opposite vibe, people are, will be confused. They're going to be like, wait, is this the same person, the same brand? Like, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what's happening here. So like that's the virtual, where... <laughs> it's like the virtual catfish, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to Boldly Courageous. And today I have my dear friend, Rachel Pesso on with us. She is a brand storyteller, designer, and art director. What I love so much about Rachel is that she takes something like branding and marketing yourself and she turns it into an incredibly soulful experience. So if you've ever felt disconnected from what your personal brand is, if you're unsure about where to start, or you're feeling like you want to pivot in your business and feel more connected to what you're creating, then you are going to love this episode. Rachel and I talk all about why your feminine essence matters in your business. Even if you're a man, you can still tap into your feminine energy and create from a place of true alignment. And we talk about how important it is to start with clarity with what you are building and how to define the concepts of your brand. Rachel breaks down the difference between using social media and your website and how those two actually work together and exactly how to hone in on what your messaging is. So Rachel Pesso is a brand storyteller, designer, and art director. She designs beautiful websites to showcase your big vision. With 10 plus years of experience, Rachel blends high-level strategy, collaboration, and a deep love to design who you are online. Her recent clients include one of my favorites, Lori Harder, Laverne Cox from Orange is the New Black, and Jada Seliner. Each woman is a trailblazer, leveraging her voice to create irresistible impact in the world that deeply desires it. Let's dive into the episode. Okay, guys, welcome back. I am so pumped for this conversation today with my good friend, Rachel Pesso. We are going to dive into all things branding, marketing, and being just uniquely you. And what I love about you, Rachel, is that you do show up just so uniquely you. You are such a heart-centered human, and I'm so grateful for our friendship and our connection. And you've really helped me open my eyes to how soulful branding really can be. And I know that it's something that gives people massive anxiety, right? Cause you're like, Oh my God, how do I like encompass my soul into my business? And you just make it seem so effortless. So I'm so grateful for you being here. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. And I obviously love helping and sharing and having conversations like this. Cause that's the way we go deep. Yes. So let's go deep. What is one boldly courageous thing you've done lately? 
Wow. Well, I've actually been doing a lot of personal development. And part of that is being fully in my own kind of essence. So I've been doing a lot of destructurizing in my daily activities. So I've been skipping workouts and doing swims and really like letting go of the structure, which for me, that feels really courageous because I think that like it can be really easy just to kind of stay on the path in the zone as an entrepreneur. I I need to actually break my structure, um, which can be, you know, kind of scary because I don't want to, you know, lose my productivity or, you know, kind of, you know, miss out on what I should be focusing on. And truly, you know, being a creative, it's so important for me to kind of be in flow and kind of relax, <laughs> mm. relax and, and, you know, do, do things that, that aren't about, you know, business and productivity. So I mm. feel like that's been really courageous of me. Yes, queen. I love it. And it's <laughs> what's, what I'm pulling from this is you're giving yourself permission to live in your feminine energy more. When you say that word essence, I love it. It just exudes yeah. like femininity and I can just picture you like swimming in the ocean and eating mangoes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yes. Me and my mango tree. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So how has this actually served you or has there been, I guess the question I'm asking is what has been maybe an unexpected result of giving yourself this permission to just be and be open to receive and be in your feminine as opposed to in the do and the masculine. Oh my God. So much like just having more fun, feeling lighter, being more creative and actually having more energy. You know, I thought that like I would get more energy from, you know, my hardcore boot camp workouts um, and truly like having a dance party or going for a swim has just been a thousand times more uh, fulfilling. So it's just, it's super eye-opening and I can't wait to kind of continue down the path of just seeing ways that it's going to support me. Mm. I love this so much. And I think that, um, a lot of people believe that if they take time to nurture and honor what their soul really wants, that their business will, will slow down. But I've found, um, through my own experiences and different conversations with friends, just like you, is that when we actually do slow down and we give ourselves permission to play and to breathe and to take some space that our creativity and our capacity to serve actually goes into overdrive. And for me, that's where some of my most amazing work has come from. My financially have come off the heels of major rest and play and and permission. Totally agree. Yeah. My creativity has been through the roof and like, you know, it's just exciting to just start feeling into all those different, you know, uh, different paths. (laughs) Mm, So what's something that you are creating right now that you're really, really excited about? I am creating a new vibe in my home. So, you know, like it's been a little bit more beachy coastal and I'm pushing it more into the tropical boho soulful (laughs) feeling. Um, it seems like it, you know, from a, from a vibe standpoint, it's, it's, they're similar, but I'm so excited to kind of dive into each room and see which ways I can kind of pull in that tropical vibe that still, um, makes me feel really like I'm, you know, in a different experience. 
I love this. And I, I can relate to this so much. I've, um, as you know, I've recently transitioned out of a relationship and I'm exploring like a whole new side of life. Right. And I think that your, um, container that you put yourself in, right. In your home or your office really does help to shift your own energetic vibration. Like you were saying, and enhance your creativity. And for the longest time I had this belief that, my space couldn't be overly feminine because I had a man in my life and I wanted him to feel comfortable. And now that I, uh, all of my energy has been focused on, you know, myself and nurturing my soul, I'm finding that I'm craving like flowers and like blush roses and like high vibe feeling. So I can just feel like into, like you were saying, like your feminine essence. So I love that you are, um, exploring this, this new side of you. And I think that, a lot of this has a lot of parallels to how we view our business, right? So 100%. <laughs> let's talk about that because you're an expert in, in branding, but not just about branding. It's really about telling a story from a soul's perspective. And I know for me personally, that's, it's so challenging to be able to tell your own story because you look through the lens of your ego and, you know, whatever BS stories you've told yourself and it's hard to see yourself super clearly. So tell me a little bit more about how this experience of you giving yourself permission to follow what feels good and embody the feminine and just play in your home has actually helped you to define your brand more clearly. Oh, yeah. So this is such a big piece. And it is so cool how it's really connected. And it's not even it's truly not even intentional, you know, like it's, it's just natural in that sense. I think a lot of the times we have those connecting pieces. But um, basically, when I go to, you know, go for a swim, or I'm, you know, stepping into those types of zones, it's really how I want to emotionally feel all the time, which means also how I want to show up as a business owner, which means how I support and help people. It's all energy. So I think that for me, you know, when I'm working on, you know, (laughs) updating a room in my house, it's also, you know, how do I want people to feel when they're working with me one-on-one or when they're interacting with my website or my brand? And, you know, obviously, as I start to redevelop and redefine who I am, I'm sure that will then seep through into my brand and I'll be doing a rebrand. You know, so I think that there's pieces of that. I also think that I've already started to step into this zone with the last creation of my site. So I think that sometimes you start in certain places and then it takes a little bit to integrate and then bring it into the other areas of your life. But truly, for me, it's all about the emotional experience and how I want to feel and how I want others to feel. Mm. And that's really what your brand does, right? It invites people in to an experience of how you really want them to feel when they interact with you, whether it's through your website or your social media, your sales copy, the colors and fonts. It's, it's a whole visceral experience, even though most of the time it starts visually, right? So, so I know for myself and a lot of the women that listen to this podcast and that I've had conversations with, they have this fear around creating a website or like putting a stake in the ground with their brand because they lack clarity on exactly 
what that message is, or they sit in resistance around starting their business because they feel like they need to have this perfect website, right? So what would you, and I know you probably come up with this a lot too. So when someone is really thinking about creating a brand and telling that story and they're sitting in resistance, what is maybe one or two things that they can start with to gain more clarity around what that story is and how to tell it? Yeah. So that's a great, it's, it's so perfect because I think that in general, building a brand and a website can feel so overwhelming because there's so many places to start, you know? So I think that one of the best places to start is really clarity, defining, defining, um, what it is that you're building and creating and really, um, from a, from a connection standpoint too, of how you emotionally, um, want to feel, or even, you know, from the, from the standpoint of like, you know, what's the life that you want to live? Because the truth is a lot of the times we're building brands and websites without considering what we're creating, if that makes sense. So, you know, uh, I think that that's something I always try and help people think about from the beginning is what are you creating? You know, where do you want this to, to kind of go? Um, and how is it going to make you feel once you've created it? Because I think that when we forget to look at that piece of it, sometimes we we start creating, I wouldn't say the wrong thing, but we might not be creating the right thing for, you know, our users, for what it is that we want out of our own lives. Um, it's super easy to create things that, you know, you're good at or um that, that you like, but maybe aren't exactly right for your user. So kind of honing into all those pieces. Mm. Clarity is everything. And I know, you know, for me, it's just the biggest piece of resistance that's come up around finding that clarity is imposter syndrome, right? Because you think it has to look a certain way or be perfect and that you don't have permission to change your mind down the road. And I think that part of building a business and being an entrepreneur is giving yourself that creative flexibility to shift because we evolve, right? Our just like our evolution. (laughs) It's all about evolution. (laughs) Right. Like as our personalities and our styles change, our business changes as well. And just because you create one masterpiece today doesn't mean that it's not going to shift and grow into something completely different down the road. Right. Exactly. And, and honestly, um, I think what happens is when we go to start and dive deep into our brand, a lot of the times we look externally. And I think that's like, in my opinion, one of the biggest mistakes, because although it can inspire us, it helps us discover what it is that we like. But if you actually started more on an internal basis, like going from inward out, you will be able to build a much more aligned brand for yourself, for your users. Um, because it's, it's so easy to look at what's being done around you. And the truth is sometimes the examples we're looking at outside of us aren't actually the examples you should be following, or maybe they're not right for you and what you're creating. So I always try to help people hone into who they are, you know, like it's great to grab, like get inspiration from others and, and all the pieces and definitely like looking at what people build is so important, but, but you also need to kind of get on your own path first and really define what you want to create because 
it's super easy to get lost. I mean, I'm, I've fallen into it myself. Like when you're building your own brand, it's so easy to just be like, oh, I should do this because a uh, hundred other people that I know are doing this. But then you think about like, do I really want this? Or, you know, is this really in, in connection to what it is that I want to build? And you start to see, okay, no, this isn't. So mm. that's a no, <laughs> you know? Um, so a lot of it's really tune, tuning in, I would say is another really good place to start. Mm. Yeah. I find that I get most clarity when I'm not scrolling social media and I'm not looking at other people's websites. For me, the process is, like you said, going inward. It's maybe journaling or giving myself more permission to play. And then the idea will come through. And once I formulate the idea and I get a sense of like actually imagining that this idea or this thing or this business is its own creation outside of me and it has a pulse and it has a personality. Like what does that look like getting the tangibles? Then I'll start to look, I'll have an idea of what I want. Then I'll start to look for the inspiration of, okay, how can I, you know, creating a Pinterest board or something like that. So, so what would be, okay. So Pinterest boards, right. I know that you and I, we've talked a lot about that. What would be, so let me back this up. I'm, I'm trying to ask you a question five different ways because I'm a verbal processor <laughs> and I like to verbally process things out loud. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm a brand new business owner or I'm in network marketing and I have this idea that I want to brand myself. I want to stand out. I kind of know the feeling and vibe, but I need more tangibles to anchor in aside from Pinterest, and we can talk about how we would leverage that. Yep. What would be some other tools or resources that you would recommend for someone starting out? Maybe they haven't built their website yet, but they're getting ready to bring a cohesive brand together. What would you say are the foundational pieces you need to create a cohesive brand? Well, definitely the clarity piece that we talked about before. So starting with clarity, um, and then from there, moving into getting getting uh, more clarity on you know what it is that you are not just selling, offering, providing, you know, really honing into specifically what it is, what your solution is. You know, I think that a lot of the times we focus in on you know the what, but also focusing on how. How are we helping people? what it is that we need. And I think what you said before about like separating yourself from your, you versus your business. So because a lot of the businesses that I've worked with and you work with, you know, coaching coaches in general, you know, obviously you are your business, but that doesn't always mean, you know, everything we're building needs to be okay. I love this color. I love this thing. It should be in my business. Like, no, we need to hone into, you know, the key concepts. So one of my big things is defining the concepts of your brand. So like if it's empowerment or connection or, um, you know, whatever yours may be, you know, and it, for me, it's uh, helping people share, share their missions, share their stories. So whatever that piece is, then pulling out those concepts and then you go into your visuals, then you start looking at inspiration, then you start kind of layering the different pieces to start pulling the brand together. So I think, again, I can't keep hitting the clarity piece, but it, it really, it really is so important because the more clarity we have, the better brands we can build. Um, and that's just, that's just as simple as it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Clarity is everything. And I love that you said defining the concepts of your brand because it's so much more than just, I want to help people, right? Or it's so much more than just, I want to be a public speaker. It's what is the impact I want to create? You know, what are my core values? And I think a lot of times we start businesses to help the former version of ourselves move Mm -hmm. through a specific problem a little bit faster than we did. So we can maybe lessen the pain for them or their experience and really feel like, Hey, I'm, I'm teaching what I know. Right. So I, I know that you and I share in this ethos and we believe that vulnerability is the pathway to deep connection. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about how does vulnerability and your uniqueness or your story actually play into your overall brand? Like, should we be vulnerable and talk about our stuff in our brand or should we keep it separate? Yes. So now more than ever, the relatability and the vulnerability aspect of business is so important because there are so many online businesses and brands and people that are trying to help. Um, I think that we, our stories are what makes us stand out. It also, and the stories when they're vulnerable, when they share pieces that you know, nobody knows about you. It's a connection piece. It's, it's a huge way for people to emotionally connect with your brand. And that's something I speak a lot about, which is emotional, emotional brand experiences, because I think that overall, like it's all about how we're making people feel. So if, you know, if I share a story about how I had a learning disability and um, I'm making other people understand that, you know, I've overcome certain things to get to where I am, like, that is going to open up a window for people to, to be able to connect with me that maybe also went through something similar, or maybe, you know, they find another space uh, or place to connect with me in that sense. But I think that, you know, overall, like when we go into that space, it, it's important. I do think though, you know, there's obviously sometimes a line, you know, like it doesn't mean share every single personal thing in your life. Obviously, you know, I mean, you can, there's no, there's truly no right or wrong in that sense. Um, But I think that when we're talking about branding, it's like making sure that even the story that you're sharing is also in line with your brand concepts and really like, you know, if our, if our whole thing is about connection and then you share a story that has nothing to do with connection, then there's a disconnect. So I think that, Overall, we just want to continuously make sure that when we're sharing, it is connected to the the main points of clarity that you defined for your brand. Mm, yes. And I think that um, where the disconnect comes to in speaking about this is that it's easy for some people, myself included, I think, to feel really authentic when we show up on platforms like social media, like Facebook and Instagram, and we can feel like our brand translates because it's a vocal platform. It's a visual platform. And there's, you know, obviously the video component, so we can actually speak to our clients. But yet when it comes to our websites, we feel like it has to look and feel a different way. So how do you create that cohesiveness among your brand from a Facebook or Instagram, which is, can can be an audio platform or visual platform to your actual website? Or do you even need a website? Like can, I guess that's two questions. Yeah. <laughs> so question number one <laughs> yeah. is how do you translate your brand story from a personal platform like Facebook and Instagram over to your website? And the second question is, do you even need a website now if you have Facebook and Instagram? Yes. 
Yes and yes to both. <laughs> um, so basically, in my opinion, I think that when it comes to taking your brand from Instagram and Facebook, and a lot of people start there where it's like they build their brands on those spaces and they're like, oh my God, I have nowhere to send them. You know, so a lot of the times Instagram and Facebook, you know, other social media platforms aren't always going to be, uh, aren't always going to be a place where you can have enough information for the user. So a lot of the times they're looking for a little bit more, just like almost with a book. Like if you read like the cover, you would want to then open the book and read a little bit more. I feel like that's kind of what social media is. It's like the covers, it's, it's like the, the main topics, but then if people want to go deeper, they go into your website and then they get, you know, the full experience of your brand, which is, you know, your messaging, which is huge. And then the story that you're telling and really the actions that you want them to take. So you can definitely obviously make people take actions through social, but I think that it's, it's at a different level. And then the difference between, I think, branding on social media versus your website is there, there is this like unspoken professionalism that needs to happen on your website. It's just kind of like if you went for an interview, you know, it's like the old school concept of like, I'm going for an interview. I have to put on a nice outfit. I have to like look my best. And I feel like websites are kind of that. They're kind of like the place you want to look your best. I mean, because people are coming to your home to see you for the first time and you want to be able to, you know, uh, make them feel welcome. And also I don't want to use the word impress them, but yeah, I think everybody wants their website to actually feel impressive to an, to a certain capacity. So um, I think that answers that first piece in that sense. But um, I think that the other piece of this is that, yes, um, our websites should feel, you know, kind of like the showcase of us, but they don't have to be perfect because that we, we still want the relatability, the kind of vulnerability that you actually get when you do, you know, social media lives and, you know, kind of that personalization factor. So I think that's where like having really great branding comes into play with your, you know, images and your copy and really the whole story that you're telling. It becomes this beautiful dance. And truthfully, you can't do that on social media. On social media, you just get large pieces of the branding and you, and that's kind of it. It's just like the main messages in different areas, but there's no deeper. Mm. Um, so I feel like that's the part for me. Like I always believe people should have websites because the truth is, even if I look you up on social media, well, okay, what if I want to work with you? How will I know what are the ways to work with you? How will I know if you have a podcast and where that would be or, you know, like all the different pieces. <laughs> so what just connected for me back to the beginning of our conversation was when you were talking about um, really stepping fully into your like essence and playing around with different textures and moods throughout your home. I feel like there's a strong connection between that and your website, right? Is like your social media is like, gives you snippets of like, you know, you might be in your kitchen doing a video and people see like your backsplash and they're like, Oh, that looks interesting. Right. It's the same yep. kind of thing. Like when you're on social media and you're talking about one of your clients or a product that you sell, they get a little snippet, they get like a little insight. But if someone were to actually come over to your home and you welcome them into your front door, they're getting the full 
experience and it's touching on all the senses, right? They can smell the candles burning or the food that's cooking. You're giving them a hug. They feel comfortable or maybe they feel uncomfortable, right? So how you lay out the design of your home and the energy that you create there is going to dictate the experience that your guest has when they walk in your door. And I would imagine that your website is a further extension of that. So hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's so spot on. And honestly, like even one level deeper is just that we we can't show everybody our whole home in one post on it on social media. You know, it is bits and pieces, and that's also why consistency in your branding is so so important. Because if we are showing up a certain way on our social media and our website looks like this perfect present, <laughs> you know, and our social media looks like totally opposite vibe, people are, will be confused. They're going to be like, wait, is this the same person, the same brand? Like, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what's happening here. So like the virtual, where... it's like the virtual catfish, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And dating and reference. And it's a, it's a, it's something that a lot of people face because it can be difficult because um, entrepreneurs are creating at such like, uh, you know, at a high rate it can be hard to upkeep the consistency of your brand on so many different platforms. And so like, it's, it's difficult now, you know, cause there's, it's not just one, you know, there's a bunch, but when you really start with your core branding and then you can actually pull out the pieces. And that's why I always believe people should start with their, you know, their main branding and then build out from there, whether it's, whether they're not ready for a website right away and they're just working on building their social. Well, then once they are ready for their site, they would take pieces of the branding from the social media and build that into the site. So that way there's just this underlying connection. Um, I think that's so important. Hmm. Yeah, I love this. And I think that um, for most people, when they first start out, where they test all of this is social media, right? You play around with yeah. different graphics and fonts on like apps like Word Swag. That's one of my favorite. And you create quote tiles and um, you have different filters and overlays and tonality and style. And it's a great, great place where you can just test this out and really feel into what looks good, what feels good, and then translate that over into a website. Like that just feels like the most simplistic process. And I just literally connected all the dots on that. So thank you. <laughs> as we're like working through this together. So when it comes to building a website, what are some key components? Like your very first website, do you need to go out and invest $10,000 in your first website? Um, is that the industry standard? What are the options for people? What websites should I be looking at? I know there's so many choices yeah. and I know you don't build websites. You do more of the creative component of it. Right. But if I'm coming to you and I'm saying, Rachel, help me. Like I have been on social for six months. People are asking me how they can work with me. I need a website. What, what do I do? Yeah. Yes, of course. So I think there's a few different answers to this question in terms of just, you know, and I'll just say it straight out. There is no right or wrong in this scenario, but I do think that, you know, I don't want to say don't, don't invest, you know, like that's never something that I say, if you feel ready to go and spend $10,000 on a website and you think that's it, you know, cool. That's awesome. I had many people do that and have success, but that being said, I really like, even over my career, I've learned more and more that most people when they're starting out are not ready for that. And truly 
honing into your messaging is way more important than your visual brand. And then actually like proof of concept, like making sure that you're actually, you know, having, um, you know, having sales and uh, making some income. So that way you can then invest in your brand when you are like feeling a little bit more ready from a financial standpoint to dive into that. So there's a lot of solutions that lie in that space just in general. So like, you know, if let's say you're, you haven't made any sales yet and you're just feeling like I really don't feel comfortable posting online yet because I don't have a brand. Well then let's invest in, you know, a logo and some, uh, visual identity type things like, you know, your topography and colors. And that doesn't have to be a very expensive investment. There's a lot of options out there where people just kind of create that piece of it. And then you can use, you know, the right fonts and like, that's a great place to start. And same with like doing more like budget friendly photo shoots. So you can then incorporate those branding items and start building just a simplified brand. Um, so that to me is always like, if you're ready to kind of like do a smaller investment, like starting there. Um, and again, that actually still comes after the clarity piece. So I just want to reiterate that, like, still don't do that part unless you've done the clarity and the building and, and, and really like testing. Um, and then from there, I would say like, let's say you've already done that step and you're ready for a next step. There's, you know, there's tons of templated websites. There's tons of, you know, uh, designers that work, you know, at a less custom level, but still give you a great brand, ex you know, like a great branding experience. So that's always an option. Um, and then, you know, I've actually just recently launched my, my own soul themes, which I'm really excited to just share, but it's kind of a hybrid of those two options, which is a starter website, um, and I mean, it's, it's a starter website in the sense of, you know, like just because you don't need to have a fully custom website. So if you're in that zone, then it's, it's perfect in that sense, but it incorporates the visual identity piece. So I've already thought through the user experience side of the themes. So that way, you know, like that's normally what I would dive into with fully custom clients where we dive into like the full experience on each page, but with the themes, we don't need to go through that process. So we really just hone into your copy, which you would work on, you know, separately for me, but um, we would kind of just pull together those pieces. So that way you can have a site to launch with and feel confident. Um, and again, it's a, it's a starting place. It's better than, you know, investing the $10,000 and then feeling like, oh my God, I changed total directions and we have to do this again. So I really like to just try and tell people like there's always these different options of where you can start. And of course I'm obsessed with the name soul themes because it really does. And like, it just ties into everything that we were talking about so perfectly in this whole conversation of like your brand truly is like an extension of your soul. Like for the majority of people that listen to this podcast, that the type of women that or entrepreneurs that you and I both serve, they are very much soul centered, heart centered people. And you're right. Like your brand evolves over time. And I think that so often people get stuck in perfection. So they don't take any action at all. Or they think that, you know, I need to go all in on this website and it needs to look perfect and it needs to be 
all the things. And once they go through the whole creative process of really doing all the work and tapping into their soul, they end up with a brand that feels out of alignment with where they're at. And the work that you do and the way that I've seen you work with clients, like you were saying, it's almost the opposite. Like you really start at the foundation of what does my soul want and what is my core message? And like you said, what are the concepts of my brand? And and you really do take the time to guide people through that process. So they come to massive clarity on exactly what it is that they want to express so that when the final product they've birthed this visual representation, this new home of where their business lives and their client experience will take place. It really does feel so in alignment and so congruent with who they are. So you guys, if you are in a place where you've been wanting to build a website or you're just lacking some clarity around what your brand is, you have to connect with Rachel and um, the soul themes um, offer that she has. It's incredible. I've seen it firsthand. I've been able to be a part of the creation Mm -hmm. process. It's been so amazing. And I just, I freaking love it. I'm obsessed. So, and you've created some, like we mentioned in, in your intro, like some of the entrepreneurs that you've worked with, um, has just been amazing. Um, you know, they have incredibly huge brands. So for you to offer this for an earlier stage entrepreneur is just amazing. I love it. Yeah. And, and truly I've been as, since this is a new venture for me, just in general, it's, um, it's been interesting to see that actually it's not always just for the starter entrepreneur. It's actually for somebody who wants, um, you know, more of a simplistic site, not everybody wants, you know, kind of like the full, you know, giant package, custom package, sometimes it's actually more than their actual brand needs. So again, when we get that clarity, like when I have people showing up now, I now have other options to offer as opposed to being like, yeah, you're not a fit for this, you know, giant custom package, but you are a fit, you know, for soul themes because there's, there's tons of different ways to get started here. So I think that I'm just really excited to be able to support and offer um, this to others because I think that it's something that's missing. Like there's a lot of themes out there that you can just purchase. And in this scenario, like it's done for you and with you, you know, so it's not like we're going to make you, you know, do the coding on the back end or, you know, I mean, you will have to work on your own copy, but I think like, honestly, that's the best thing to do (laughs) because it's really, again, how you get clarity. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just pumped. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. So if people want to get into your energy and your essence and connect with you, what's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, definitely. I'm spending a lot of time on Instagram lately, so I would love to connect on Instagram. It's just Rachel Pesso, um, and Instagram. And, um, you can also find me, you know, uh, I'm, I'm on TikTok now as well. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, it. I was it's, totally going to be like, uh, been, TikTok. It's been one of my, <laughs> like, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure that's turned into this, like, I love being creative over there. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being a different version of myself on my TikTok account. And I, I haven't really shared that side of myself anywhere else. So I'm pumped. Um, it does include my two French bulldogs. So you'll have to check it out. They're so <laughs> and, cute. Um, that one is actually, it's TikTok at Rachel Bombard, which is my husband's name. <laughs> we'll link that in the, in the yeah. show notes. And I love that you brought up TikTok. I was totally going to mention it if, if you didn't. Um, I think one of the unexpected fun components of quarantine has been my love for TikTok. 
for exactly what you just said. It gives people an opportunity to express a new side of them from a creative standpoint that other platforms just haven't embraced. Not that you can't express yourself creatively on Instagram or Facebook, but it just seems more appropriate on TikTok. It's so different. It's, it's so, so different. different. And like, it's also a very new, it's so new that I think that there's so much opportunity there. I mean, I've actually grown my following quite a bit there, which has been like so cool to just discover in that sense. And then also like what I like from a creative standpoint is there's just so much you can do. And then um, like learning how to actually use it for business and what that looks like. I haven't really stepped into that zone because I'm kind of like not not really caring about that piece of it over there. But um, I think that lots of people are using it for business and like it, they're killing it. So mm -hmm. I feel like if you're feeling like you want a challenge, go check it out. Cause it's so fun. <laughs> I'm like that creeper that has not made a single video. I just watch everybody else's, <laughs> but, um, it's definitely something that I have been called to express myself more creatively on. So maybe we'll be TikToking together. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right, Rachel, last question. I ask everyone, what is, uh, something or what are you celebrating right now? Wow. Well, I'm definitely celebrating just, uh, you know, first and foremost health, because I think, you know, now more than ever, it's just been very grateful for that. Um, but overall, I'm celebrating all these new versions of myself that are being birthed during this time, because I mean, like, I feel like I'm in a serious reinvention on many different cellular levels of myself. So it's, it's feeling huge and amazing. And, uh, so I'm, I'm celebrating that. Mm, amen to that sister. I love it. Well, thank you, Rachel, so much for your time. I loved this conversation. I have literally pages of notes and guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it on Instagram, tag Rachel, tag us. So we know what your biggest takeaway was. And Rachel, I just want to say thank you. I love you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was amazing. All right, guys, until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.